everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch as we love and then rip them apart. This is a party that I didn't think I'd be attending, actually. I'm very sad that it's not like an in-person party because... I know, I know. And we haven't been in the same room except for work, which was not even... Can't even count that. No, um, it was like a been day, a... <laughs> day, and day and two and hours or something. <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't been together in like three weeks now. Yeah. I mean, this time it's for your protection. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> because Lisa's got the vid. I've got the vid, guys. <laughs> uh, I went to Florida and I got the vid, which, you know. At the happiest place on earth gave her the vid. It's the happiest COVID on earth. Right? Like, can you be mad afterwards? Like, I actually I can. I can be mad about it. <laughs> I, I was totally trying to make mad. light of the situation. <laughs> no, I know. I legit... I just, I'm mad because I did consider not going on this trip several times and allowed myself to be guilted into going because my parents are paying for it. And I. Well, like, yeah. I mean, I take advantage too. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. I'll just be super duper careful. And I really was. And I wore my mask all the time. And I used so much hand sanitizer. And I was really careful. And nope, here's what happened it's the petri dish of the United States. Let's just chop it off and send it out to sea. Like, right? Get this plan in motion. Don't make it that easy for people to get to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everybody's on it. They can just fend for themselves out there in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, they'll figure it out. I don't think we have a lot of listeners from Florida, but if we do, I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, we still love Florida. Just, you know. Yeah, yeah, but just not right now. <laughs> we did have great weather while I was in Florida. So see, that's it, good. It was that. And you came back and we had a snowstorm. Yep. Yeah. So how was your new year, Dawn? Let's talk about. Oh, yeah, we're at that. (laughs) Well, I forgot that happened. Non-COVID positive things. Yeah. Um, So, yes, your new year. Tell me all about it. Super boring. Great. Not even a great great story. Cool. No, I literally did not do anything. And I think I was asleep by 11. Nice. But I don't know. I didn't mind it, really. I was just very comfortable. Like that whole weekend. I just like didn't move. Not that I didn't move, but like I, I just didn't have any set plans. So I just kind of relaxed. So it wasn't horrible. Yeah, that sounds nice. The, the few New Year's that I haven't gone to Disney for in recent history have been sort of like that, where it's just sort of like a very relaxed atmosphere. Maybe I hang out with like a couple of people, but yeah, like I'm not a crazy, like go out for new year i mean like i can't believe the number of people who go to times square and like even pre-covid that sounded like an absolute nightmare (laughs) it's not fun i mean one year my brother went only because our uncle was in the fire department and was able to get him like right by that like police thing like right under the ball like that little area that's the only way you can do it is if you know somebody who can get you in and out yeah and the best part was that people were mistaking him for Mark Wahlberg, which was <laughs> hilarious because he had really long lot? hair. He, no, <laughs> he just had really night. long hair. Like when Mark Wahlberg had like that, you know, like not really long, but yeah, you know, just waves. Yes. <laughs> and he had like a beanie on and stuff. So I guess people just kind of thought he was, I don't, funny. I don't. Yeah. I mean, no. But anyway. <laughs> well, uh, did you make any New Year's resolutions? 
to not make any New Year's resolutions. Oh, okay, cool. Because cool, I cool. know, not that I'm like this horrible person that can't keep them, but I know myself. And if I don't, I'm really going to beat myself up about it. Mm. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I guess then that's best for you. <laughs> what about you? Uh, no, I, I'm perfect as I am. So I, don't, I have I don't to agree with that. Resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> but new year, new us. We have new cover yes. art. We do. Um, you may have noticed. Um, if you use Stitcher, you may not have noticed because you need to down- <laughs> uninstall and reinstall your app in order to see it. Yep. Because uh, Stitcher's a lovely hosting site, but is kind of annoying in that way. Yeah. It could be a little frustrating, but it is one of my favorites. So, so yeah. Redesign cover art. We're coming up on our one year we are. anniversary. It's, it's very exciting. So significant basically almost a week away yeah well from from when we first powwowed to do it because i think our first episode didn't was february 1st yeah february 1st so but our signing up for everything and like actually putting it into motion was the 16th the scheming sesh took Mm -hmm. place very very soon but yeah so um we love doing this and Mm -hmm. I think that's the only reason why we watched Emily in Paris season two. Right. And I know we screwed up the schedule. Oh, yes. Yeah, we should say. We like to watch the movies together prior to recording. And because of Elisa's quarantine, quarantine. (laughs) um, we are going to push that back. So we decided to start up Emily in Paris. We don't give a shit where and when we watch Emily in Paris. (laughs) Yeah, no. That's, watch that alone yeah it's not even in, <laughs> in a covid haze like it doesn't matter it's gonna be the same shit either way so we're gonna start with emily paris and run through that we're doing two apps at a time so today we're covering the first two episodes banging them out as quickly as possible to maintain our sanity and then mm-hmm. when we're done with that we will start on killer sofa yes i'm looking forward really- to that i'm really yes, bummed that too. we had to push it but uh oh god what can you do so anyway emily in paris season two episode one first thoughts anything Mm. i was immediately annoyed when i saw her running she starts a lot of episodes that way so i i think i rolled my eyes because i was like oh i forgot you love fitness right (laughs) and i was just annoyed by that but I thought it was rude that that woman literally saved her life by pulling her out of traffic and she didn't even say thank you. She was just like, no. Eh? And then like ran away. <laughs> like, um, my God, you almost died there. So, yeah, I mean, that was a very that was close. all because she was thinking about sex with Gabrielle. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I skipped the recap because I'm like, I remember she's I remember it was everything. a very thorough recap. It was very, th- that's why I skipped it. I was like, I don't want, I forgot yeah. about Matthew or Matthew. Oh my God. How could you forget about Matthew? I know. I had to think about it for a second <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, right. But I mean, it doesn't matter. He's gone. Well, not gone, but like, right. It pretty much matter. out of the she, picture now. She fucked that up. She sure did. And I'm she? mad about it. So we could talk about that later. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I took, I ended up doing notes but it was just recollection of like what bothered me so i mean isn't that the notes that you would normally take that's right but i normally take (laughs) (laughs) 
but it's a miss a mishmash of both episodes like nothing's in order oh okay all right so, so me... i'm gonna have to piggyback off of what you say to see where i am in my <laughs> okay yes so i i wonder what you think the time lapse is from season one to season two did you get a vibe on that because i had a lot of trouble deciding it seemed how much time rather close because they're just getting the restaurant up and going um she's still having the thoughts about it Kimi is still distraught over it so it's got to be like two weeks maybe maybe a month tops yeah I don't I don't know like I honestly don't have a guess because there are some things that make it seem like you know it doesn't it takes a while to to change hands of a business I would think so like for the restaurant to be like getting up and running and for Antoine to have found investors and people who are um you know willing to support yeah. their venture like I guess he's well connected so he could throw that together pretty quickly but it just it seems incredibly accelerated but it also seems like Emily hasn't talked to Camille since she slept with Gabrielle which right would be a long time if if it if it was a month Right. No, I just, I don't know. Cause I mean, the restaurant was pre-existing, so it's really just a matter of brandage and, you know, the funding, like you said, Mm -hmm. the rebrand, I should say. Do you, um, do you have a translation for me on what Antoine wanted to name it? It was like Lavu or something. Chez Lavu. I meant to look this up. And then I was like, Don knows French. Let's just lavo this because Shay, I know his house. Oh, I thought it was Chef. I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Chef is already French, isn't it? Oh, okay. The transportation of people as a family or colony to a new settlement after an upheaval of some kind. So maybe that's, they're like rebrand. So new house kind of thing. Like Shay lavo. Yeah, I don't love it. But I, I mean, also sounds nice. I also didn't love Shay Gabrielle, which is what he wanted to no, call it. It's like Gabrielle's like, house. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? It's like when uh when men want to name their sons after themselves. It's like, all right, you narcissist. I think Ledoux was better though. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But obviously they had to change the name. I just I don't know. Antoine was so stuck on this Lavo thing that I was like, what does this mean? Like, is it really that good? But it's it's really it's not that good. But it really got- bothered me him shooting down like Gabriel is the chef. Oh yeah. He knows how to try fucking yeah. cook. Like, what is your deal? And he seemed very specific with like, I told you nothing from Normandy. Like, what? Yeah, Gabrielle. <laughs> Um, I think handled that situation pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was a risk considering that Antoine is funding this entire venture, but I like their dynamic. Like, I think they're going to work well together. And I'm almost interested. Like, I thought for a second that we were going to find out that there was more background between them than we were aware of. Right. But I did. Yeah. And Antoine, I'm obsessed with him. And I will. Oh, God. I love him. I love him a lot. The minute I saw him, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I actually- missed you. I, I pretty much love every single character other than Emily and Gabrielle. Hmm. I hate both of them. Everybody else like Gabrielle. is so much more interesting. You know I don't like Gabrielle. I think he's mm. a huge fuck boy. I can't find better evidence for it than these two episodes because we find out 
at some point, Camille, Camille says that when she's telling Emily that she's still in love with Gabrielle at the end of right. the second episode, mm-hmm. um, that they went to that little church to see the art and they joined that random wedding and whatever. And that was the first time that Gabrielle told Camille he loved her. So they were in a stage of their relationship where they were exchanging I love yous. And like right. we had been struggling in season one to kind of determine how long they had been dating because they kind of seemed casual about it, but there were all these like bigger issues coming up and we didn't really know if it made sense for them to be talking about them because we didn't know how long they had been dating. But it sounds like they were in like a serious established relationship, which makes everything that Gabrielle did like a million times scummier to me. Yeah. (laughs) No, I agree. It was scummy. Don't get me wrong. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, But I also. I don't know. There's something about him that I do like. Oh, I mean, he's he's fucking hot. Like I not even about being hot. There's just something else about him. Like, if it wasn't the indiscretion of cheating on Camille because, oh, we thought this was the last time we'd have to see each other. Like, okay, in that respect, are you against it? What do you mean? Like, like say he left. Say he left to Normandy oh, and they yeah. officially, like, broke it off. Uh-huh. Would you have been okay with what went down? I would have been more okay with it because what I don't right. like about what he's doing now is being like I stayed in Paris for you blah 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 and it's like um yeah I don't like ask, that she didn't ask you to stay she didn't first ask. of all no. second of all you know she's leaving in like a year right like this conversation should have been had before any decision was made regarding your future like it like this just felt really strange to me that he yeah I thought that I mean, I knew that Emily had something to do with his decision to stay but I really thought that the restaurant was his primary motivation so finding out that so much of his decision was around Emily like really rankles me in a weird way because I don't think that was a good idea at all especially since they never had a conversation about how they felt about each other and he just made that decision based on their really good sex which okay sure really good sex can be life-changing I guess but this is your career (laughs) yeah And again, it makes it even more callous that he was about to just like up and leave Camille and go to Normandy without a second thought. But then he has sex with Emily for one night and is like, I can't go. I'm going to stay here for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's so fucking insulting. And I was really proud of Camille in the first like episode or so when she was like, "Um, I don't know that I want him back. Like he is being kind of a dick. And Mm -hmm. like, there's obviously something going on here that he's not telling me. And I'm like, yes. Yes, like this is a very good read on the situation. <laughs> and then in like the second episode where she was like, I was still in love with him. I was like, oh, damn it. Like you were so close. You had it. Yeah, you were you were doing the rebound thing, which are we just going to mush these things yeah. together? Let's mush. Okay. Let's, Let's mush. <laughs> the guy she hooked up with mm-hmm. did not get a heterosexual vibe from him. Oh, I know yeah. we're in France. I know we're in, you know, that guy Sandra was Italian. Pe- so yeah and actually I almost I think that like lends to your argument a little bit more I feel like Italian guys are always very well kept and um like very metro yeah like shiny in a way that uh oh he was shiny (laughs) that could go on the board I mean it looked hot wherever they were filming I guess they were in San Tropez yeah but uh, everybody there looked a little bit greasy yes great yes thank you for that description greasy (laughs) is what I was kind of going for yeah so um, extra, extra lubed. Yeah, a little slippery. 
<laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's that's I was really on board with that journey for Camille. I thought she was handling that very well because that that was my reaction too. It was like, why would I want to get back together with Gabrielle after he did this to me? Right. Um, like that, like that's him staying and not staying for her. Cause he, he didn't contact her and be like, I made a huge mistake. I'm sorry. He's not trying to get back together mm-hmm. with her. So like, there's nothing left there for you. So move on. And I was really hoping that she was like prepared to do that. And that's what made Emily, I think probably the most obnoxious I've ever seen her in this entire show, including season one, her whole campaign to try to get Camille and Gabrielle back together so that she doesn't feel fucking guilty. Yeah. The worst thing I've ever seen from her. She's the worst, the absolute worst. She doesn't even stop to think if it's good for either of them. And Gabrielle right. has been telling her that he doesn't want to get back together with me and that exactly. he wants to be with her. And she's still trying to force them together. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Keep out of it. Well, I mean, I guess she can't because she forced herself into it, literally. But, right. Uh, it just bothers me. I mean, she just bothers me. But mm-hmm. is there going to be any growth with her? <laughs> yeah. Because right, I exactly. feel like she's always fucking up situations. Yes. She's always at the end. Have her. She always has her tail between her legs. Like, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I need to apologize or let me do it or whatever. And it's like, fucking, have you not learned from the past five times you've done something fucking stupid? No, clearly not. Hasn't. And and we learned that almost immediately because when we start with the business aspect of these episodes, it's with that company whose name I didn't write down, but they make luggage and they want to do right. a collaboration with Pierre Cadeau. And like, this is... um julian's account but she knows is her way in <laughs> which doesn't make her any friends at savoir that's another thing like huge. that's your biggest that's her biggest gripe is trying to be liked by people and you're not succeeding right and the annoying thing is that like she does these things and then she is so surprised when people are pissed off at her mm-hmm. for doing them it's like do you you have zero self-awareness here like this <sighs> I understand that she was like trying to save the account, but there were other ways she could have approached that situation. She could have said, uh, can you give us like five minutes and then like pulled Julian and Sylvie outside and been like, I have this idea, but like Julian, it's your account. Right. Do you want to pitch it? Do you like it? And and then gone in that direction. So she doesn't learn. She literally doesn't learn. And then she runs into this other celebrity on her way to Saint-Tropez with her luggage and he's like oh I really want to take a picture with this luggage and she's like oh yeah that should be great for brand promotion and it turns out this guy is Pierre Cadeau's rival and it's this whole big thing like she like literally fucks up to the point of almost being fired and it's like this has happened so many times by now and she also (laughs) does not think she's wrong which is exactly more wild and defending herself and it's like Mm -hmm. you have nothing you have nothing (laughs) And it's funny because, no, I don't know the true, like, I don't think there is a backstory between the two of them, but the designer that we get introduced to kind of Mm -hmm. reminded me of Andre Leontali, the designer. Okay. And then the other one, Pierre. Yeah. Yeah. Pierre. (laughs) Reminds me of like Michael Kors. 
Okay. Yeah. Like they kind of give me the, so when like I saw that guy, he was like a younger Andre Leon Talley. Like he just has that flamboyant, very Mm -hmm. like, you know, just like this liveliness to him. And uh, so it totally reminded me of that. And I assume that there are like, not necessarily between them in real life, but like there's definitely rivalries out there. For sure. There has to be. And you would think given what she wears and she's, you know, supposedly up with fashion the only thing i liked that she wore in these two episodes was the purple dress and like the at, towards the end of the last episode um that was all right episode. it it was a little bit like too poofy in certain areas but it had like it had the least going on i felt like every other outfit she mixed so many colors and patterns that i was like dizzy yeah color is fine but the patterns are just outrageous yeah it was it was making me a little nauseous that could have been the covid but like i think it was the show (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the fashion was a little oh um except uh when emily and kami go to see mindy at the drag bar yeah the dress that kami is wearing with like the, oh, the boobs. they were popping out. It was I like could a weird. Not stop staring at them. It reminds me of a bra that I own that you're supposed to wear with like deep V dresses or things with weird necklines where like traditional bras would show or, you know, be right. super obvious. But like it's something you wear under dresses. I don't even know what you'd wear under that. You, I guess you wouldn't. You just right. have to hope everything stays in. A lot of tape. Yeah, probably a lot of tape. What do we think the deal is with Mindy and her papers? Maybe the dad has something to do with it. Is there more to that? Or is, is did she literally just forget them that one night? No, I think the dad might have something to do with it because we get more of her. What kind of papers are they talking about? Like working papers? Working papers. But she had a job as a nanny. But maybe you don't need. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's possible they went. Maybe there's like a specific type and then like she's either gotten denied them or something like that because I mean it's clear that her dad has pull in certain areas yeah her dad's clearly becoming more of a presence here right which I don't hate I just I feel like again I feel like all of the side characters are way more interesting to me than Emily is so whatever they're gonna do with any of these side characters it's just not enough because they're spending too much time focusing on what this other bitch is doing and I'm like (laughs) I want to know more about Mindy and her dad (laughs) which I'm I'm guessing we're gonna get because I mean they brought it up like he was at the hotel right prior and never told her yeah, that you, and that, you, that yeah. moment really pissed me off. Well, not that moment, but the one after where, um, like, Camille and Mindy go and surprise, surprise Emily by right. the side, and Mindy is like clearly distressed, and Emily is like saying, "Like, oh my god, what do I do about Camille and Gabrielle?" And Mindy's like genuinely concerned about like the situation with her father, which is like way more important, and it's just right. like disgusting to me that we have to focus on this other garbage and then like there's this interesting stuff going on yeah and I felt the way with Luke as well not necessarily in terms of serious drama or anything but every time we see Luke he has like a a line or a moment where he just makes himself even more fascinating than he initially yes. was and I'm like damn I want more on more this of guy. that yeah on this guy i don't need to know more Mm -hmm. about these other people i need to know more about luke right because we found out he doesn't care if um if you're a drag queen man 
woman. Yeah. He's all, he's all in for it. Oh, who was it? Oh, um, Luke and, um, Camille seemed to be vibing at one point, And I was like, I'm on board. Yes. With this. I'm on board, <laughs> I'm on board with, with this too. pairing. <laughs> Definitely. Let's talk about Matt too. Matt too. Which I feel like they didn't, did they call him Matt too in the last season? Cause I feel like I don't think so. We were calling him Matthew and I was much more comfortable with that because I don't know, as an American, my French pronunciation is just like a little bit awkward. So I feel like I'm saying like Achu when I say Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew. I still love him deeply and I'm mm-hmm. very upset that none of this worked out. And I knew that was going to happen the minute she was on the phone with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were and they showed such a close up of her face that it was like so clear that somebody was going to be standing right. behind her like when they panned out. So but it was so you could argue, I guess, that he was kind of rude for like abandoning her there. But at the same time, like she should not have agreed to go with him in the emotional state that she was in. Yeah. And like I I would feel incredibly insulted if I walked in on like somebody I was going away with talking to another person that they seem to have incredibly strong feelings for and saying like, well, I have to repress them and get on with my life. And then like they turn around and be like, oh, hello, replacement uh, person. I would be like, all right, well, fuck this. I'm out of here. So um, one thing that's confusing me is I feel like they made a lot in the first season about the flexibility and the fluidity of French relationships and how yeah there aren't so many definitions and things are kind of open and free and there are some boundaries but not that many and Americans are so uptight about our relationships and how we define them but people seem to be getting really pissed off about everything <laughs> that's happening like all of the <laughs> all of these definitions that exist or don't exist and I guess I was under the impression more that like the French just didn't care based on what we saw in the first season but now everybody seems to care and it's like yeah that's true yeah it was a very nonchalant vibe and now it's like um you're not supposed to work on weekends it's like (laughs) the whole episode but like was them reminding her yeah well she was being pretty obnoxious about that like like and the one of the reasons she was doing that was again because she felt guilty and she was trying to distract Camille from like looking for other guys to hook up with so like yeah she was super obsessed with the whole like champagne and it's like that was that whole thing was awkward man I yeah how do you market champagne to just be sprayed right and and like and that's the thing too like she's like you're not serving it properly and then like she literally has the waiters yeah pop a bottle of champagne onto her person like who's going to a restaurant to get soaked with an entire (laughs) bottle of champagne like even if you are celebrating something like that's not why you right go uh man and like she was dressed nicely and imagine people come to this restaurant dressed nicely and they're just gonna be like yeah uh douse me with an entire bottle of champagne like that shit i also (laughs) I also love that uh, G. Oh. What's his real name? Um, What's his first name? Oh, man. I don't know. Let's call him Mr. Sylvie. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, we'll call him Mr. Sylvie. <laughs> I love how he tells the waiter, like, get it out of the garbage when she oh, asks yeah, about that it. garbage out of the basement. Like, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I find it interesting that um, 
like they're aware of how garbage it is because even like they said that in front of Camille as well and she didn't seem super offended mm-hmm. it's like they're they're aware of how garbage it is right I was surprised that that guy turned out to be Sylvie's husband Sylvie's husband yeah I wasn't sure where we were going because she saw that picture of Sylvie in the restaurant the first time she was there by herself right and so I wasn't really sure what that was about I thought maybe she just used to come to this bar a lot and maybe it reminded me a little bit of forgetting Sarah Marshall where like they put up those pictures of like girls flashing yes. and stuff in the bathroom so yep. I thought it was something like that but I was not I was not putting two and two together about this guy being her husband mm. which invites a lot of questions to me are they still married I, I mean she does call him her husband so I'm assuming that they're still legally married but it seems like they're at least separated because yeah this was a long trip for them to take like it was an overnight train or flights to get to this place so if this guy owns a bar and restaurant in Saint-Tropez like they can't be living together yeah and he was saying like when he was explaining it to Emily he was like you know she wanted the career and all that stuff so like so I don't know if they're like separated or they just have this agreement of like right it's unclear because then like she came back there obviously and then they're like very cozy so it's yeah. not like if they are separated it's almost like we're separated until we're together and then we're together <laughs> and right obviously Sylvie has felt free to pursue other sexual relationships with Antoine and whoever else she feels like it and I would assume that this guy would be able to do the same thing but it's a very but and again like this is like the interesting like the non-traditional French relationships that Mm -hmm. that they kind of prepped us for in the first season so now in the second season when everybody's flipping out about labels it's like what are we doing I thought right and I find I mean it's Sylvie's MO anyway but I feel like she's totally judging Emily Oh, I mean, she's got the judgiest face ever like she's got resting judge Judy face but it's like you're doing that with Antoine I don't think um you know what I don't know that it's judgmental so much as it is like she likes to observe and critique Emily's hypocrisy which like she may be well aware of within herself but Mm -hmm. like she wants to make Emily aware of her own hypocrisy yeah I guess so like, I get that I am a bad person, but you are a bad person, too, and you just don't realize it. That kind of thing. Yeah, I see that. I still love Sylvie. She has the best remark. She summarized the whole series. Where the fuck is it? Oh, here it is. Um, Stop trying to fix everything. You're just making more work for everyone else. And Absolutely. that you, you can't sum up the series any better than that. Emily continuously, well, she creates problems and then she tries to fix those problems, which makes it worse and creates work for everybody else. So mm-hmm. that, that was a very accurate assessment. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. That's it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I also enjoyed the moment when Matthew asked her, are you really that clueless? <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, she, she really is. Yeah, she is. And maybe you are better off with somebody else, Matthew. I'll volunteer. <laughs> I thought that Julian handled the situation with Matthew and Pierre very well when he was trying to do damage control on Emily's behalf. Yeah. He admitted that Emily made 
the mistake and that it was like not a good thing but he also didn't like completely throw her under the bus and be like she she's such an idiot he was like right like he didn't bash her really yeah Yeah. he was like she just doesn't understand she's got a good mind for this but she doesn't understand how things work blah 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 so I thought that he handled that really gracefully and and again I'm just like I'm so much more satisfied watching other people in this show and I'm like that was great that was wonderful and then we have to go back to Emily doing whatever bullshit she's doing she was so cringy when she was trying to stop Camille from hooking up with that guy. Yeah. Like, oh my God, take a picture of us. And oh, we need to go to this place and we have to go now. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. Shut up. Could you not? Yeah. She was, like I said, I had texted you and I was like, this is insufferable. I, I don't, I don't, okay. I wasn't hating having to watch this. Like I kind of, part of me wanted to just binge it. I'm like, I do think it's fucking dumb, most of it, but I don't mind watching. It's nice that it's little bursts, that it's half hour apps Mm -hmm. because they do go by pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, if I really hated it, I would have said we're not doing another season of this, but it's one of those things like you can't look away. Like it's so bad, but you can't look away. And I just kind of want to see where this idiot ends up and like how how we get there but i'm gonna be annoyed every step of the way because they insist on just doing the same shit over and over again yeah and it's a little bit exhausting right but i'm still like curious it's like just how they would end things. like that's where i'm at where right like, well, where could this all go i have a feeling i mean do we think that emily and gabrielle are like end game i don't think so no I think well I mean like not even for the season necessarily but like for the arc. oh in the end for, yeah for like the show's arc because clearly um, like there's I think a lot it's of too nonsense. early to yeah place that right now mm-hmm. I weirdly think not like I don't think no I don't think so interesting I do um because I think this show is simplistic enough that they couldn't develop that relationship in a different way so they would mm-hmm. either have to get rid of Gabrielle or have them be together I don't think they could be friends I don't think I I think this like narrative of them being awkward friends is going to get really tired right so like they're going to have to do something about it and I think that they're going to go they're going to go and put them together at some point right yeah and this is the problem with these kinds of shows like you really can't get enough depth into the relationships where any of it feels worth it because we just we just had all that sexual tension culminate in one night of sex in the end of the very first season and now they're going to pull us back and be like oh but it's complicated and make Mm -hmm. us wait and then by the time they get together like they're going to try and build that sexual tension again and you know make it like a oh but she's always going to be still in love with Gabrielle and it's just going to be really annoying and then finally when they get together it's going to be boring it's gonna be like all right fine now they're together great which a lot of shows have done. Yeah. Where it's like, because it's hard not to do that. Like The Office. Once Pam and yep, Jim were exactly. together, it's like, what are we watching now? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we care? Like, what do we yep. care about? So it's, yeah, it's all about the chase and the how they yep. get there, not when they get there. Exactly. And this show is not smart enough to do anything different than what those shows have done. And so as mm-hmm. soon as they get together, it's going to be like, okay, fine, whatever. But I do right. believe that they will get together. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they'll get together, but I don't think it's going to be 
series finale, they end up together. No, yeah, no. We're, I think we're going to get the relationship. I find it almost her- worse to me. <laughs> mm. It's never... The relationship is never as good. Just have no. sex. Right. <laughs> have yeah. Sex every once in a while. Let's just get, yeah. Let's just get like a every few episode bone and uh, we're good to go. Maybe he'll move to America with her. No. <laughs> Wrong. Maybe that'll be, it'll be like reverse <laughs> friends where, um, you know, um, I got off the plane kind of situation. Got off the plane. If anything, she'd stay there. That's true. I believe yeah. she would stay there. Maybe she would stay there. Also doing the friends thing, but like, she's staying Savoir would offer her an amazing job you know permanent position in their office and she can stay right and live happily ever after with Gabrielle prediction (laughs) prediction we shall see though yeah we have some way to go we do but we're gonna get through it quickly which is comforting to me beautiful thing real quick I think I have talked about everything else I wanted to talk about but the moment where they go into their train compartment and they're just like chatting and then Matthew goes um, top or bottom and she's like, what? And then he's like, bunk. And she was like, oh, like why the fuck would she think he was talking about sex in that moment? Because that's clearly what she would like, what that little like misunderstanding was. Right. But like they weren't having a sexy conversation. They weren't flirting. They weren't even standing close enough to each other for it to be like, a natural like so top or bottom right like, and he's never come off as this like sleazy innuendo type no of guy. and she like I uh that really bothered me because she's just like such a prude in every situation and then and in she's this, constantly in this situation shit. yeah yep. when there's no reason for her to assume that there was a sexual advance being made she's like oh my god top or bottom oh <laughs> uh, I hate her I hate her so much we'll see how much worse she can get and as the French say, à la prochaine. 